Good morning. Good morning. This morning at teaching meeting, I'd like to uh, investigate and talk about the um, the opportunity that we have in this school to learn about um, subtleties in the um, relationship with God that are really not necessarily available in other schools and if you if I'm going too fast or if um, my English isn't clear enough you know if I'm saying words that you don't understand please just ask okay or if I'm saying something that uh, doesn't make sense to you also ask so because I'm gonna probably go pretty quick and go through some stuff that's maybe we don't normally talk about but um, so anyway, I'd like I'd like for us to hear as much of this as we can, and so if there's anything that that you're just not understanding because I'm not saying it clear enough, or I'm saying it too fast, or I'm using words that um, aren't that you don't have in English, um, just stop me. Just ask me, okay? okay. <coughs> <coughs> There's a <clears throat> we in our in our tradition working with Lee Lozowick in the Western Bible tradition we've got um, something that's really interesting and unique about what we're, our school is that we've got um, many 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 different. opportunities to uh, participate in making things happen you know there's such a variety of um, I'll call them chambers but a chamber is like a room or a space are you familiar with the word chamber yes okay well there's such a variety Lee, Lee has, has um, invented such a variety of spaces for us to be exposed to the kinds of ideas that I'm going to be talking about. You know, even, um, you know, there's a variety of physical spaces. For example, just the ashram itself. You know, there are schools that function and they don't have an ashram, for example. So we have an ashram. So an ashram is a, is a space or a chamber. The whole ashram itself is a chamber in which we can um, learn the subtleties and explore the the fine um, pieces about our relationship with God in the, in the chamber that is the ashram itself, and so that's true in Arizona and it's true here in France. And then, in addition to that, Lee will um, occasionally authorize a, a household <coughs> to function together as a, um, a chamber and and that's another opportunity for people who don't live on the ashram or nearby an ashram can um, 
have the same opportunities or similar opportunities anyway as people living in the ashram to to learn about their relationship, the subtleties of their relationship to God, with God in uh, in their living situation, for example, at, at the household. So, so there's physical spaces even within an ashram that are more distinct than just the ashram itself, and so. You know what happens is is we've been around this ashram for a while and we forget. We think, oh well, this is just Ferm de Jutro. This is just well, it's just the ashram. You know, there's there's sort of like all this stuff that's that happens. You know, but it's just the ashram. But we forget how distinct and clear and empowered the different spaces are in the ashram. I mean, if you just think about this house, for example, this building that we're in right now, the big building here. Um, the room that we're meeting in is a is sometimes a meeting space like what we have right now is a, a teaching committee meeting space and you know it's set up with the chairs in a circle and the microphone on the floor and the lights kind of a certain way and you know that curtain closed that door closed you know this candle burning and um, there's a certain um, quality of the teaching committee space that is different from any other chamber that's ever occurs here in the ashram. And this is occurring in this room, which we sometimes call the library, because obviously it can also function as just simply a library where people walk in, look at the books, check out books, read books, sit down quietly, read, study, you know, talk quietly. So it can be a library. <coughs> this this room. Chamber is also sometimes a card playing room. So when bridge is being played, there's a, it has a different quality, and um, which is really specifically a bridge playing quality. And then, of course, there's times when we have our seminars in here or our celebration talks. So it's different from a teaching committee space. It's different from a library. It's different from a card like bridge playing room. It's completely different from that. And even if you you know if you look around the room here, there's there are even particular chambers in this room. For example, this cupboard over here, when it's closed up like this, is simply a nice, elegant, you know, high quality, really beautiful piece of furniture and woodwork that adds to the beauty of the space and that but but when it's opened up and the doors are taken off and the, and the lights are turned on, that's a completely different chamber happening right there. And that that completely different chamber is, you know, the the book table really. It's it's which is a um, a chamber in our school, which is an empowered chamber and it has a lot of opportunities and qualities and responsibilities that go along with it. So. And, and that a book table chamber is something that Lee produces many times and gives people a lot of chances to, to learn about the qualities of their relationship to God, the subtleties and the qualities of their relationship to God. That's what, you know, what, what I'm beginning to talk about here is the purpose or the intention or the opportunity that's available for us in the space the chambers that Lee has invented for us to work with in this school. Because a lot of times we may 
uh, either not notice the subtleties of it, or we may um, notice that, you know, oh yeah, there's a, there's a book table chamber over there, but we don't know how to serve that chamber. We don't know how to make use of the opportunity that Lee is that the door that Lee opens for us to um, interact with. Um, I keep using the word subtle, but it's r refined, or heightened, or um, purified energetic uh, energetics of chambers. That that opportunity is is. is that's something that Lee is always and always and always giving to us and inviting us to acquire the uh, and evolve a more mature and more reliable relationship to those subtleties. And, you know, it's not like there's a handbook. Lee doesn't hand out a handbook that says, here's what a chamber is. Here's what's possible in a chamber. Here's how to work with the energetics of a chamber, and here's what you do, and here's what you don't do. He doesn't, we don't have a rule book like that. Um, because that kind of learning, which is rote, we call it in English, we call it rote learning, or just intellectual learning, it's sort of memorizing, <laughs> memorizing the rules. That kind of learning in this instance can actually be a block against actually learning about it. Because what will happen is, and what we tend to do or often do, is we'll move into a chamber and we'll try to relate to the chamber through an old historical, um, memorized, mental relationship to the chamber. Here's what, here's, here's, the, here's the stories of the feedback that Lee has given to people about successfully or unsuccessfully working with the energetics in this chamber in the past. And so therefore, these are the rules about what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do, and so I'm going to try to fit in those rules. And that's a, uh, a standard way that we've been taught to relate to situations like this, where we're, we're relying on the past, or we're relying on something that's memorized, or relying on our mind, or relying on the rules about what's good, or what's bad, or what works, or what's supposed to not work, according to the past. and that kind of learning with regards to the subtleties and the energetics of being in a chamber don't serve. They only take you so far. They will only really, they only get you in the door. They will only, you know, if you have a, a rudimentary, rudiment, you know, rudimentary, there's just a basic, simple understanding of a protocol of a space, then you, you can, you'll probably be allowed in the door. Will probably let you get in the door, but then after that, you will be blocked in your ability to relate to the sophisticated, energetic, um, flowing um, aliveness of the space because we're attached to uh, how, you know the rules. So that means that what's happening right now in the present moment and what's wanted and needed in order to serve that particular chamber in that moment is unavailable to us because we're functioning according to some some mental um, you know model or some historical thing or some set of rules that that are actually blocking us from perceiving with our body the energetics of what's really going on
So Lee doesn't give us a handbook. He doesn't sit down and give us lessons A, B, C, D. Here's how you do this. Here's how you don't do that. Rarely. I mean, sometimes he will, at a, at a seminar where new people are there, he will, he will give the basic kind of you know, background understanding. Or sometimes he will have uh, a student give a talk that has something to do with that in a, at a celebration or a seminar. Or sometimes he will just rant and rave about about it, you know, to, to sort of um, enliven the consideration with a fireball of force behind it. So, you know, put a, put a, what do we call it, a fire under somebody's ass, or just like to light the fuse, or just to, you know, make, sh make sure we're aware that he's aware that we're not aware of what's going on. So, um, but basically he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it because the only way to really learn it is by r refining our own internal uh, noise or our own internal resistance or our own internal psychological um, um, dramatic creations that we have that block us from moving step by step closer to a, um, ref a refined or more complete or multi-dimensional relationship with the with God in the moment and so um, what I want to say is that if you look at our school from a simultaneously a far perspective and a close perspective at the same time you will see if you look from the par far perspective how many times how often in how many different ways Lee is inventing opportunities for us to engage the working with chambers personally in a, in a um, direct one-to-one um, -one relationship to chambers so that we can be of service to the chambers so that we can be uh, in um, so we can be actually be so we can make a contribution to the effectiveness or functioning of a chamber so that it, it the chamber can serve others so we're serving a chamber so the chamber can serve others and this invitation is given um, to all of us by Lee in many different ways I mean for example if we're working with um, one of the bands for example or one of the theater groups or something and our job is to um, make the band known to the public and invite the public to participate in a band performance or a theater performance or something like that, then we're, we're um, the door is open for us to be in a specific chamber. It's a really specific chamber that has a specific need and a specific necessity and requires deep and refined uh, understanding of the relationship between um, the school and the world and God and us and the product that we're, f we're making available to people which you know which might be a, um, a band gig it might be a, um, a uh, theater performance it might be a talk a public talk somewhere it could be a, an art show it could be who knows what, selling, um, you know, glass cases or whatever. 
whatever the thing is, it's like that kind of work has a very is this very specific chamber, and it uh, has incredible opportunities to learn about the subtleties and the the ways to serve um, refined levels of energetics that are going on between the school and the world, or between us and the school, or between us and Lee, or between Lee and the school, or between um, the product that we're creating or offering or serving, and the, um, the um, people who will be consuming that product, or using that product, or being in a relationship with that product. I have a question. Mm -hmm. can, um, can you say that every work could serve to be a, a chamber? Um, can you create a chamber by every kind of work, any kind of work? So maybe um, with this dishwashing or with, with cleaning or um, not some some works are re really clear to to be designed to create a, a chamber or, uh, or even, uh, are even um, created to to create a, a chamber for example the end or something or so. Mm -hmm. But um, could not be the the intention of our living here together that every work we do is creating a chamber. What do you think? Yeah, I think it, it is. Uh, I, I think it, it, it could be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I'm a little bit insecure, but... Um, If you do it in a in a certain certain manner and in a certain context, I think I think it it, 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 it it would. What do you think Lee's wish would be? That it would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, even what I started to say was just that for example, the grossest level of chamber that we have here is called an ashram. Yeah. Yeah. Every gesture on the ashram is is contained in the chamber of the ashram. Yeah, every gesture, yeah. every step we take, yeah, that's true, yeah. every place we put our attention or don't put our attention, you know, every every time we put something down or pick something up or handle something or don't handle something, and the tone of our voice and the way that we handle something, or somebody opens the door and we turn around and hear somebody, and it's our interaction between them, yeah. and not just our loud, you know, not just our voice interaction, but our energetic interaction. You know, how do we how do we feel about them? How do we regard them? Mm -hmm. What are our judgments about them? What are our opinions about them? What what are we, you know, uh, um, attracted to or repelled from by them? All of those are creations that we're creating, and all of them are experienced by the chamber that's called the ashram. They're completely visible and they have an impact on the ashram itself. The whole ashram feels all of that. Mm -hmm. It's completely visible. There's nothing hidden to the level that I'm talking about. There's nothing hidden. It's completely wide open. And Lee feels all of it, for example. Because because in, 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 a, in a way, the ashram is Lee, for example. Mm -hmm. So he's, he is experiencing all of it directly, moment to moment, all the time, all of it's sophisticated. You know, if we have 50 people here, he's still feeling all of it. You know, if there's 100 people here, every single thing from every single person is very 
very complex, very, you know, interwoven and connected in all of it, but he's feeling all of it, just because the ashram is feeling all of it. None of it is hidden. So every gesture, every every level of every every move we make every time is completely visible and is completely is an opportunity to like what you said, use mundane, everyday things that we think of, you know, taking the compost bucket down to the compost pile. You know, that is a sacred act. You know, that is a thing that is completely, and it's at a very basic level, way to feed and nurture and regard the whole function of the ashram. You know, just taking the compost bucket down to the compost pile and the way that the compost is put into the compost pile and is it stirred in or is it you know left there and is the is the bucket rinsed out afterwards and when you're rinsing out the bucket where do you rinse where do you dump the rinse water you know the whole the how you know how loud with what kind of care do you put it back and putting the lid back on it and the whole thing is is a a complete um, has a has a direct and powerful impact on the uh, entire ashram. So that's really what I'm talking about is that there are so many opportunities that Lee is creating in our school, in this particular school, being it's a bhakti school and it's being it's a um, you know a, um, a tantric school and it's a vajrayana school and like there's a like all of those levels of things are are we are invited over and over again by Lee imper- imperatively imperatively meaning like with uh, it's important it's in Lee puts Lee is making that an important part of our education and here on the ashram so it's just in our country Mm-hmm. It's not even related to, to the ashram, also limited to the ashram, it's just not the, the whole, you know, just what he's creating in the world. Yes, and I am saying it is related to the ashram. I'm saying it's specific. I'm yeah. saying it's not general, it's not a thing in the world. No, but it's uh, in the households, also in the in the in the world, as as far as uh, students of Lee are are involved, mm-hmm. the whole the whole, especially when they are doing something together. Yeah, I'm, what I'm saying is that it's That's specific. It's specific. It's important. It's clear. It's precise. It's um, Lee's been doing it for years and years and years. It's consistent. And I'm not saying it's something that Lee's trying to m- make in the world. I'm not saying No, that. no, I don't, don't mean that. I just, <coughs> but he, he does something, he, also, he, he works in the world. He, he's just a human being, so he, he, he works in the world. As I mean that. I'm, I'm saying something different from that. I'm saying something really different from that. That, that he isn't a human being, and he's not working in the world. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Lee is not a human being. He's not working in the world. 
Lee has a, a certain energetic relationship to chambers and spaces, which I haven't got to yet, but I'm, I'm saying is our relationship to God. And I'm saying that Lee has a specific way to keep offering us opportunities to work at developing and refining and um, expanding our awareness and consciousness about the levels and the subtleties with which we relate to the energetics of, of chambers as a way of building matrix in us, as a way of expanding our consciousness so that we can have a vastly um, uh, more sophisticated experience of that, of God. And it's so it's different from what I think you were saying. No, I, was, I, want, I want to say God in the world. Okay, I'm not talking about God in the world. No? No. I'm not talking about God in the world. I'm talking about God right here. I'm talking about God right now, which is really yeah, okay, different from okay, God in the world. Yeah, okay. See, God right here, right now is yeah. available in the chamber. Yeah, my God incarnated. No? No. <laughs> I'm talking about God. Just God, not God incarnated. Just talking about God. Here, then I don't really understand that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because this is different from what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and so yeah, so just so what I'm saying is there is that leads over and over and over again, creating multiple opportunities for us all day long, every day in our in our lives in the school in the school. It's not in the world. It's in this school. Because the school itself is a chamber. Distinct from the world. Completely distinct. It's yeah, a yeah. different universe. This this, our school is distinct from the world and it's a completely different universe from the world. They're not connected at all. There's a, there's a, there's a distinction. And the distinction is very, very thin but also very like, absolute in a certain way completely distinct. There's this universe and there's this universe, and they're completely different. And if you don't know that distinction, then that's why Lee is doing this. What I'm saying is, you know, in a basic, the first distinction, maybe that's the first distinction, the world, the school, that's a distinction. There's two things where before we thought there was just one thing. So that's what distinctions do, is they create this clarity, like, oh, well, there's the world, and oh, there's the school, and they're very different things. So. That is a distinction at a very, like the grossest level for our school. But what I'm saying is that, okay, well, in this, there are refined and refined and refined and cleansed and purified and complexified and more subtle levels and levels and levels and levels of those kinds of distinctions for us to make in the chambers and the workspaces that Lee has invented that are, that are like, sub-chambers within the school. And the question that um, we may not ask or may not have asked before about that is why? Because we so often are simply struggling and battling and fighting the um, invitation to be reliable in those spaces. Because, you know, because just that's what the machine does. The machine is resistant and completely sabotaging 
and undermining and destroying the possibility in, and the machine is really good. The machine is a master at creating chaos and we do that mostly unconsciously, we do it. But, um, so we are so involved in the survival, the life and death machine survival battle between um, accepting the invitation to learn about the subtleties of the energetics and becoming reliable and serving as a chamber and the machines um, the machines mechanical nature to uh, survive at any cost you know to destroy anything so that it can be in control and so it can um, man manipulate and, and dominate and um, be superior or be special or whatever, whatever machine mechanisms happen to be our particular machine mechanisms. But those, um, we are usually in such a battle between the life and death survival war that's going on between our machine and the invitation that Lee gives us in chamber work that we don't even have the capacity to ask the question why. It's like, we don't, it's not even we don't even think about why this would be happening. We don't even think about why there would be an invitation, or why would why would our school have so many um, opportunities to develop our personal relationship with the subtle influences and um, presentation presences, essences that are available in in the chambers that are existent in our school. Like why why would that be of value? Why would that be something that would be continuous uh, invitation from Lee Loswick at, in, at every opportunity that he gets? Why would that be important? What would be the value of us learning, expanding our um, capacity to relate because that's really what it is. Like when Lee says the yoga in our school is relationship, what he's talking about is the in, in the yoga. If you do the yoga, what happens is your capacity to relate in, evolves. Our capacity to um, be in a relationship such that we are not mechanically stimulated. To be in a relationship such that the machine doesn't make the decisions for us, or the machine isn't in control of the creations that we're, that we are emanating, or the creations that we produce, or the decisions, the, the micro-decisions that we make. You know what I'm saying by a micro-decision is every, every time we move, or every time we, you know, use our voice, or every word we speak, or every, every little situation that we create for other people, little traps that we make for people, or little um, things we say or we forget to say, you know, or things that, every one of those things is a creation that we, that we make, and those, every one of those creations is a result of decisions that we're making, and most of those, the, so I'm calling those micro-decisions, or nano-decisions, you know what nano-decision? Mm -hmm. Nano. Mm -hmm. Ten to the minus ninth instead of ten to the minus sixth. That's all. So, either you're making, you know, 
decisions or you're making, you know, milli decisions or are you making micro decisions or you're beginning to become aware that you're making nano decisions. You know, but really we're making those decisions billions of times a day. And most of those decisions by far and away the vast ninety nine percent, you know, vast majority of all the decisions that we make are completely unconscious. We're making them when do we blink? When do we breathe? You know, when do we when do we twist turn our head? When do we when do we notice that we have an itch? You know, what see we have an itch. At what level do we notice it? You know, if we start noticing at refined levels of when we have itches, then it's then we're having itches all over our body. You know what I mean by itches? You know, we're having them all over our body all the time. You know, it's like crawling with ants. There's ants crawling all over us all the time. But we 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 turn that that uh, we attenuate. You know what attenuate means? Attenuate means to like turning mm -hmm. down the volume. It's like a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a camera lens, you know, you can open the aperture wide or you can make mm -hmm. it smaller to let in less light. So that's called attenuating when you, when you make it smaller. Mm -hmm. So we attenuate our, our level of experience of sensations so that there's a certain threshold after which we will notice an itch. And we can adjust that, that threshold level. We can adjust. We can adjust how wide the aperture is. We can turn up the volume or down, up and down the sensitivity level. You know, we can adjust that. And so most of us have it. You know, we have most of our um, levels shut way down, because otherwise we would start to begin to experience and realize the karmic consequences of what we're creating moment to moment. We would we would start we would start to realize the impact and the the uh, the karmic you know karmic consequences of everything that we're creating. So how many people have read Svoboda's Karma, the karma book? Anybody? Mm -hmm. So I mean it's just what he's talking about in there and why that book's in Know, why it's been recommended is simply that uh, it's uh, a sh it's usually surprising to us to realize how direct and permanent or ir irrefutable, irrevocable, how we cannot divert the consequences of the, the of the creations that we make. You can't, you, you, you know, you you can't uh, change the path of and the impact of the consequences of a, a creation that we make. Do you know what dominoes are? Did you ever? Dominoes are a little little. Dominoes. Just, yeah, and you can sometimes a game, a children's game, is you stack them up on end and you make this big long trail of mm -hmm. dominoes and they go all over the table and all you have to do is push over the first domino. And it knocks the next one over, and the next one over, and it's this automatic ding, and it comes to the end. That's karma. It's like that. It's that mechanical. There's no, there's no, um, and and we attenuate our awareness of, of. We think, 
oh, we just accidentally knocked over the first domino. It wasn't even our fault, and you know, it's just one domino, and who cares anyway? And nobody was looking, and it doesn't matter anyway. That's what we think, and then we don't even see the and then all of a sudden, in our life, you know, this other thing happens. Completely, we think it's completely unconnected to the first thing. You know, we think that there's no relationship at all between the first thing we created and this thing that happens a week later, a month later, a second later, you know, we don't think that the, every, those things are connected because we, we have shut down our awareness of the karmic consequences of what it is that we fail to communicate or that we do communicate or that we fail to create and that we do create or that we fail to be conscious of or we, or we block our consciousness of. We're just, we've, um, we have, sh we know we shut those down, the subtle relationship things between us and what we're, you know, what's happening in our life. We, we cut those all down. And so we, we don't realize how direct and automatic the karmic consequences of the creations that we're making are. And, you know, Lee is, you know, Lee, for example, is, he's got a complete view of the domino game. He, he watches us knock over, you know, we just walk by and we knock over the first domino and we don't even feel it hardly. And Lee just watches all these dominoes come in a week later, bam, this thing hits us. And Lee sees the whole thing, it's just like obvious. It is completely clear. And we're just, and we're, and then we, then we're completely destroyed for a week or whatever. You know, this thing happens and we think that we had nothing to do with it. We think that we were a victim of it or that, that we don't understand how it happened or why it always happens like this or how come we never get included into certain invitations to go to certain places? How come we don't, I don't, how come we're not given responsibilities to function in a certain way? How come we always get a certain level of job and then that's the end? How come we get the feedback over and over again of like, you know, this kind of feedback and we keep getting the same feedback? And like, we don't understand how karmically and obviously and, you know, step by step mechanically it's connected to what it is we just created for ourselves. We're not willing to be responsible at that level, so then we shut down our awareness of how it is we're creating the energetics of our life exactly the way it is. We shut it down. And what Lee is doing is like every time he gets in front of us, he's inviting us into more and more consciousness and more and more awareness of, of how it works that way. And he's, and he, and he not only does it when he's around, he does it every way he can to leverage himself and set up opportunities for us to learn it the best way that we can on it, which is on our own, not by having somebody tell us, but by us opening the aperture, like uh, turning up the, the sensitivity, you know, becoming aware of the entire effect of, of us in a, in a chamber at all the levels at a very refined level. He's, he's inviting us to do that because we all have work. You know, we all have situations in which we can learn that to the best, to the best of our ability. And we think, oh, I'm just washing the dishes. Oh, I'm just making a shopping list. Oh, I'm just, um, you know, arranging a puja by just sort of leaving things around. You know, I mean, wh whatever. 
It's like, oh, I'm just doing this. It's nothing. It's yet what I'm saying is that there's direct, solid um, karmic consequences to every move we make, every gesture, every action and inaction, every awareness and unawareness. It's direct karmic consequences, and it sets up this whole field that that is our life, and. Every time you know Lee gets an opportunity to get in front of people and talk about it, he's he is giving us. The, I mean, the last he's giving us the instructions as to you know what to do, how to how to learn this, or ways in which we could work further. I mean, that there was a tape we were listening to not long ago where he's talking about simply. Serving somebody else. What means leverage? That's a, a, a you know what a lever is? It's Archimedes invented a lever, which is a, a, a stick that you can use t with a small stone to move a big stone. You have a big, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't understand leverage himself. It means to amplify his impact without adding more energy. Do you, you understand? To leverage means to to make, um, if Lee sets up a thing called Sunday morning teaching committee meetings, if Lee sets that up, then in, in the ashrams and even perhaps in the households there is a thing going on, you know, Sunday morning from you know, 9.15 till 10.30, which is called Sunday morning teaching meeting. So Lee doesn't have to lead this meeting because he has other people leading the meeting. So not only, so, you know, as far, you know, he's doing, he's like physically and, you know, simplistically, he's doing something else right now. He's sleeping in America. And but the fact is that there's something happening here that's of value for him, for the school, for all of us, for the ashram, and there's a there's a conflict. You know, there's a there's a problem. There's a um, there's heat. There's a um, necessity. There's uh, requirements, and those requirements need to be met. And so it's so that works on a lot of people all at the same time, and and. So his efforts as a teacher are being amplified through our own struggles to work with this thing called the Sunday morning teaching meeting. Being either either you're sitting in that chair or you're sitting in this chair. You know, it doesn't matter. We're all struggling to work with this. And something's happening that's of value that's in a little, you know, in the big, you know, step by step, incrementally, little bit at a time, is, is Lee's efforts are amplified. So he has leveraged himself, for example, through creating this thing called Sunday morning teaching meetings. So, yeah, so the effect, so, but why? See, that's the question that we almost never get to. We almost never get to the question, why would this be of value? Why is it, in, why would we spend so much energy and attention and time and, and effort to create this possibility for us to work with um, the more refined and more subtle energetics that are occurring in, in our relationship to chamber to chambers to a chamber like this or 
why would that be of important? And I said the reason why that we don't usually get to the question why is because we're usually so involved in a survival battle between our mechanicality and the um, invitation to become more mature and, and reliable with regards to chambers. So we're usually in this battle, so we don't even get to the question why. So I wanted to speak about why. I wanted to talk about why for a little while. Because it has, you know, it has to do with our relationship to God. It really is a direct, uh, Im- has a direct impact on our relationship to God. So, you know, Arun started to talk about like God incarnate or something. You know, God being like in the world. God and 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 actually and actually that's sort of it. But what I'm talking about is God right here, right now, like God always is only here right now. Like this is the God that we're talking about is God right here, right now, here, right now. Not not God in the world. So it's a it's why would Lee have that be of interest? Why would that be important for him to? Um, give to us. You know, and I was saying, we get in these situations where we have our, um, you know, we're depressed, or we're mad, or we're, you know, we're, we're, we want to go away, or we're confused, or we're bored, or we're um, feeling tired, or we're, you know, we have all these sort of manifestations of stuff at one level. And what what Lee keeps saying, and what he was saying in his tape, and what he said many times before, is he says, well, go, you know, take care of what's wanted and needed. Go serve somebody. Go, um, you know, like, be, be in a way, really, his thing is go, go serve somebody. So, like, mostly we don't do that. But Lee's sitting up there going, you know, if you were serving somebody here, rather than being concerned about yourself, about all the stuff that's going on for you, if you were playing, he said, he's, he, he said, well, he says, he said, but that that is a completely different game. It's a completely different game serving somebody else, or serving this chamber, or serving this space than it is serving ourselves. It's just a completely different game. Completely different. And he can't do that for us. He can't make that shift for us. He can't, you know, he's got 150 of us, you know, and what's he going to do with us? All he can do is is keep opening the door and keep giving us these instructions. So we, you know, we've heard these instructions for five years, ten years, you know, two years. We've heard these things over and over again. Tapes and books and talks and you know, talks about talks and all the stories and all this. We've heard about this. We've heard about it. And but the thing is that the the sphincter, the the opening, the aperture for our really hearing what's being said, we, we usually keep really small, so that we don't so we don't hear it. So there's all these like there's all these communications coming into us, and we have it shut down, so we don't hear that. And he's saying. You know, play a different game. Did you have a question? Well, I wanted to say something. I think mm-hmm. the difi- the difficulty um, that I feel often is that um, 
that uh, we all have different interpretations also of what what's serving the space and for 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 somebody this action would serve the space and for another person it's totally off so i think that that's um yeah that's difficult to 